Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hey. What are you doing? I'm Paddy Power. I get that, but why are you wearing nothing but a pair of green underpants with your own name on the waistband? That's what I do. It gets people's attention. This is a radio ad. I'm the only one who can see you. Oh, Oh, well, this is awkward. You could have least have waxed. Sign up to Paddy Power today at paddypower.com forward slash ramble and get a free 20 quid bet once you bet a tenner. And I might even keep my clothes on. But look how flattering it is when I jump up and down. Ole, 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 ole. Please stop. Well, the BBC won't let me be, or let me be me on your TV. That's why I'm with the Football Ramble. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the thing I just said. My name's Marcus, and I've got Pete with me! Yeah, you have, but not for very much longer, because I'm out of here. Oh, how you doing, though, Pete? You keeping well? All right. Marvellous. Luke. There. I'm all right, yeah. yeah. How you doing? All Luke's right. here, and uh, Jim's here. Hello. Well, Still getting used to the new order of chairs. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Pete's to my left now, now, but Luke is uh, opposite me, and then, and then Jim's to my to my right. Uh, oh, hang on a minute. Luke isn't here. opposite you. I used to be. Well, he, uh, just, uh, it's I not like important to think for an audio show. Yeah, no, I like to think now. it's a kind of a round table situation, Jim, mm-hmm. um, for the listeners to uh, feast their ideas on. Now, uh, <laughs> Roberto Martinez said about Ross Barkley after his performance against Chelsea, the more you watch him, the more you fall in love with him. Ooh. I quite like that. Well, actually, no, it's the more you fall in love. <laughs> I added the extra bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so uh, what has or does make you fall in love with football even more Pete. Well, I think uh, we all know what I'm going to say here. Steve Harper's testimonial! (laughs) (laughs) At one point, Tino Aspria attempted an overhead kick which Franco Baresi blocked. Is there a better way to spend a night than that? Even Paul Kitson played well. And that that wraps up football. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, good. Antidote to the start of the season for me. Yeah. Yeah, it is worth it. 2013, Steve Harper's testimonial. Did he get on? It's against Steve. Did he get on? They <laughs> lost on penalties, did didn't on. they? They did lose on penalties. It's because it's thanks to Steve Harper. He missed a penalty. Even his son managed to he missed uh, the penalty. score a penalty. <laughs> was it Was it off target? Uh, it was on target, but uh, the oh. keeper was going to let it in anyway, but he just blasted it right at him and he couldn't get it. The thing is, a bit, on the referee, paper, the referee offered him a respot, and he said no. Oh, the honesty of the man! Yeah, it's his day, and he's like, no, no, I still can't. Honesty or lack of ambition? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, a, a, a term that's blighted that man's career for twenty <laughs> yeah, years. As he, as he said, though, I mean, he was due to um, do a course in, in. He wanted to be a PE teacher. Right. Or something like that. And then, of course. But if that isn't ambitious, I don't know what is. Oh, come on. And so. Uh, a professional footballer aspiring to be a PE teacher. <laughs> no, no, he was going to be a PE right, teacher. Say, and then the whole backwards. football thing came up, Jim. Annoying. And so. 
because yeah, that's, that's not yeah, a short way. career if you're not into you get, it. You get, <laughs> you get Saturdays off. Yeah, yeah, yeah long holidays. Six weeks in the holiday, yeah. I mean, on paper, the testimonial result is a poor one for Harper's men, but I mean, just see the team they were playing. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Milan all the, the point I'm making is, that, as Harper said, he didn't want to play for anybody else. He played, what, over 200 games for Newcastle. He played an FA Cup final for him. We're crying mm. out it was a, it was a lovely, bad, it, it was a lovely, lovely evening, his testimonial. 50-odd thousand. Yeah. Like the idea that Steve Harper said he doesn't want to play for anyone else, but he is actually literally playing for Hull at the moment. Yeah, but, so, no, there, so they'll forced. be pleased to hear that. Well, he just well, doesn't he, want to play for yeah, them. He, he didn't take the Cock- Cockney Mafia along, did he? <laughs> you see, you see <laughs> Les Ferdinand's shirt, he had the number nine, but then in Little Letters it had number ten on it. Did it? Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> like obviously he had to give up the number for uh, Alan Shearer. And they, and they put uh, Gary Speed's two kids on, which is really oh, nice. Very nice. And Rob Lee turned that with his boots and a plastic Sainsbury's bag. Yeah, I think yeah Harper was picking up Rob Lee from his house and he turned up with his uh, with his <laughs> I love the days. idea of that I'll pick you up <laughs> 50,000 people there Paolo Di Canio um, roundly got, booed every time he, he uh, got shot by Jerry Barton he did he'll do that yeah, yeah. Barton said it beforehand apparently yeah. does, Paul, does Paolo Di Canio go anywhere and not get booed at the moment <laughs> he get booed by his own place yeah uh, so many political parties in Italy when he yeah. goes to <laughs> oh, hey. oh hey. look at me being controversial and zany bit early for politics is it though? <laughs> Never too early um, to call your politician. Luke, what's your answer? Uh, yeah, so that's your answer, is it? Yes. That makes you fall in love with the football again. Steve Harper's testimony. It's a very right. good answer. Damn right. Not going to come along again, is it? Might do. You never know, actually. Well, no, but uh, what's happened or, or, or does happen. Might be a great manager. Yeah, um, a great Peter. He might be at Hull for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Could do, yeah. Could be. Um, how old is he now? About th- late 30s? Must be late 30s. Yeah. Yeah, um, my answer is, is actually going to be non league football. Right. And I don't mean that in a patronising way. What mm-hmm. I mean it. Is that is that when um, I go and watch my local non-league team, Gosport Borough, yeah. doing very well at the mm-hmm. moment. Actually, they're not doing very well this season, but they're doing well to get to the level they're at. Yeah, um, it actually makes you. It actually reminds you of what football is. Because when, we, when we're in London and we go to games and sometimes we'll go to the Emirates or whatever or you'll go to Wembley and all these other things, mm. it's, it's actually quite far removed from football in its initial conception. It's about it? as noisy as Sunday League yeah, Emirates. It's, <laughs> it's quite far removed from what you can make your body do with the football. Thank it? you very much, Jim. Correct, though. Absolutely correct. No, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Of us there. Yeah, and, and so it, it <laughs> I don't know if that's really... what he's making. I, I, love, I love going to watch Gosport Borough and seeing that when the players come off for half-time or whatever, sometimes one of them will stop and have a chat to a guy who's mm. come to watch is one of his pals you yeah. know what I mean mm. that sort of stuff that goes on yeah. it makes you realise that football is, is for everyone and, and so for me mm. that makes me uh, rekindle my passionate and lifelong love affair with the beautiful game thank you very much goodbye I think someone needs to uh, watch a bit more Scottish Premiership <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> well Pompey will be down in a bit so I don't matter well, they'll be up there will they yeah, yeah. <laughs> change leagues Jim um, well, I think there's something magical about seeing a player um, shine on their debut Yes, um, good answer. There is, because obviously, Ozil um, had a very good game at the weekend. And, uh, of course, yeah, Gareth Bale scored on his debut as well. And it's this time of the season where, you know, players are making their, de- their, their debuts. It's mm. still, it's not quite proper winter yet. There's a sense of hope yeah. and anticipation. Yeah. And you just, you know, if they do well on the debut, it just makes you think, oh, my God, this could happen for years. And see them in a new shirt. It could be good for ages. Yeah, it, it doesn't look right to start with. It looks no, odd. it doesn't. Yeah. But it's, it's like a sort of exciting odd. Fellaini yeah. and a man you share. It like, oh, looks weird, what? doesn't that it? That was very odd. Mm. It, sh- it was odder than I think I've ever seen a player in a different colour shirt. Not as annoying as it would have been for Tom Cleverley to look at. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. It was a little bit like um, Ultimate Team on FIFA, yeah. where you go online. It's like, hang on, wait a minute. He's got different players to what he usually used to. Yeah, that's not allowed. No. Mm. <laughs> uh, I suppose for me it was the Confederations Cup. Oh yeah, yeah, lovely old time. Uh, Pete's got the points. Yeah, yeah. Come on. 
Yeah, All right, fine. fine. Yours was an excellent answer, Luke. I think Jim's was very passionate. Two words, um, uh, Darren Peacock. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> no complaints here. No further questions. Well, I'm afraid, Jim, when you talk about players scoring on their debut, is, is rekindles your love for football. Well, Robinho scored on his debut and, uh, yeah. for Manchester City. All right. Yeah. yeah. Mark, I'm just telling you that my answer was longer than a sentence. I'm explaining <laughs> my decision. Did you score? And it's something that we would like to see referees do more often. Did you score on your debut for Leverhead Reserves? Uh, I never scored for Leatherhead Reserves because they played me out of position. Okay. <laughs> the, Jamie, lost. the Jamie Carragher syndrome. Their loss is the Rambles game. <laughs> <laughs> All those years ago. Uh, the Premier League happened on the weekend. Manchester United beat Crystal Palace 2 to nothing. Ashley Young dived and then a contentious penalty was awarded. It was a sending off. Uh, Wayne Rooney had a headband. Um, would any of you like to discuss any of that? I was watching Burnley <laughs> Blackburn. Yeah, I think so, oh, right. Yeah. Well, we, we, we are talking about that in the championship. Okay. Right? But so you guys, you guys feel free to, uh, to, to crack on. I don't I mean, actually see it afterwards. Ashley Young did that thing, which he, not only did he dive, he, put his leg, he left his leg in, didn't he? He fouled the player. Because he mm. does that thing where he, he, he flies forward. We've seen Ashley Young do it before and other, and other professional players. I think Pires did it a couple of times in his career. It was very Never. accomplished. I he, thought it was very accomplished. I, 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 I would have seen those given. At first glance, I was like, Jesus, God, yeah, that was but a But do you not then, think, oh. Pete, if you were a referee in the Premier League with that sort of pace of football, do you not think you'd end up giving about six penalties a game? <laughs> I think Pete every would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just have a bit of a giggle. Yeah. <laughs> Pete um, has a lot of faith in humanity. He wouldn't yeah, believe anyone would try and come anyway. this one. <laughs> yeah. God, Steve Harper says he must put you in love with everything, hasn't <laughs> it, was, it was a good dive, to be fair to No, you. I don't think it was. Because he, he, when, when Ashley Young, uh, he dives, both his legs, it's almost like he's going to do the splits. Mm. Mm. That's how you can easily He also tell. does this thing as well. When he's leant over far enough and he's decided, yeah, this is it, I'm going down, mm. it's like he freezes. Yeah, he like, just <laughs> completely stops and just waits to just like careen in, into like the in ground. Like in a shoot-em-up game from the 90s where the, the sprite would just freeze and it would yeah. just come towards you on the screen. Ah! Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. And, um, so Ashley Young then, presume, I mean... He, he won a penalty after that, which wasn't a penalty. Well, I, I didn't. But, but did you think that was a foul, though? No, I didn't think it was a foul. I thought it was just. I didn't think he dived particularly for the the one that was given as a penalty. I just thought it was um, a little bit of um, hustle and bustle, and I did not think it was a foul, let alone or was it outside or inside the box? I didn't think. It was so you'd have just got to play on then. I would have played on, and yeah. and, and and therefore the, the sending off was it was extremely harsh. I thought when he dived, the point I was going to make was that as he flicks his leg out, he actually. If it is a dive, you turn it around. He's kicked the other player, mm. so you could you could you could it's have a yellow. Him on that. It's a yellow. Is it, well, it's a yellow for diving. Could you yellow for? Imagine the ref did that. Two yellows. I tell you what, and, and the referee would be within his rights. You watch that again. Technically speaking, he's kicked the other man, yeah. so he could have been sent off for that if you really wanted to. He lashed out, get all feisty. If anything, I I think there needs to be a new rule when it comes to players being booked for diving, which is if that happens, the referee should write a little score on the card <laughs> as they hold it up. <laughs> yeah. I think the sort of humiliation of that would stop people doing it. Well, I tell you, I tell you what's uh, it's, it's, it's raised a debate of something that we touched on a while back when we were talking about bringing um, video video um, things and goal line technology into football and. And Which not, is why they did it, wasn't it? Mm, it we was. Just, we we it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're always, always at the vanguard of, of these developments. <laughs> but um, no, no. What I was going to say was, I was, I was nervous that it would mean there would be more video refereeing and more different technology for, for other other decisions. And now we've seen uh, David Moyes again saying mm. there should be retrospective punishment. Mm. And we also saw in the light of the Berbatov thing, where I think I think for like three disallowed goals at the weekend, two yeah. for offside. One was definitely offside. Yeah. One probably wasn't I can't remember the other one 
now it's now people are starting to talk in, in general discussion about using technology for other things. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen imminently, but obviously this is the thin end of the wedge. This is when it starts, when yeah. you start talking about these things. And to go back to my answer to the opening <clears throat> question about what football is all about, yeah. football was never designed to be about that mm. initially. So it's, it's a bit of a worry in development, I think. And, and I think that with the diving thing, with, with Ashley Young, the example we're using at the moment... Ashley Young, always on the pitch. I mean, I don't think he's that good a player anyway, to be honest. But when, it, when he's on the pitch, you often see him moaning about refereeing decisions quite a lot. He chips he's off quite a, a he's lot. He's a moaner. If you're going to try and hoodwink the referee and, and try and make it harder for him don't by moan. doing it, yeah, don't moan about yeah. it. Because you're not going to get decisions if you make it harder for the referee every time. But that's, and that's probably partly one of the reasons why the referee knew he was diving. Because it was him. Yeah. That's, mm. You know, players... You we get saw the same with Gareth Bale, didn't we, a while back? Exactly. It kept happening to Gareth Bale. People get a reputation. To be fair to, to, say, Cristiano Ronaldo, he started to get a little bit of a reputation. And then I think when he was playing for Manchester United, there was one where it was a penalty mm. and he should have got it. But probably his reputation went ahead of him and he's begun to kind of sort that out, OK, in Spain. Well, we've talked about that before as well. It, it's actually, if you do it too much, we, we proved, we proved by, by, by discussing it at quite a good length on this show before that it actually starts to become counterproductive. Yeah, You'll start to get decisions against you when you shouldn't do. And your teammates will get annoyed and if you're already on a booking, you, you, you're walking a thin line. Indeed. And Ashley Young needs to be careful for two reasons. One is because his manager, David Moyes, is, is on the record consistently for years and years about hating diving. And, and Moyes has yeah. said that. And he has, and fair yeah. play to him. But the second point is that Ashley Young isn't even in the team. You know, if he's going to start doing yeah, things absolutely. like that, it's, yeah. it's all very well. You bring up Cristiano Ronaldo, it's all very well for you to bring up him because he's one of the world's best footballers and he was always the first name on the team sheet mm. at United. So, in a way, it's almost like, oh, yeah, well, you take along with it That's and you right. get the bad things with the good things. Ashley Young's not even in the team. Yeah. <laughs> As well, for, for your manager, for your teammates, even for yourself, is it that satisfying to sort of cheat a goal like that? Is it not like Googling the answers to a pub quiz? You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's not what you're there for, um, is it? I, I was listening to the BBC a while, uh, the other day and Ian Wright made a quite an interesting point about it. He said that um, it very much depends on the attitude and the the environment in the training in, in at the club itself. Yeah, of course he, he said, does. He said it, it, in certain clubs. He said the reason he said he didn't dive at Arsenal when he played there because he didn't sort of. It just really wasn't his thing. He said he wouldn't do it. But he, he said he did it in training for laughs. Yeah, I was it, listening to right. him broadcast. But he also intimated <laughs> poor Kelly Kate trying to rein him in. <laughs> but did he not also? <laughs> <poor> woman. <laughs> did he not also intimate that he he wouldn't really have got away with it in training with people like Adams and Boulder and stuff? Of he course which, not. He couldn't they would have kicked him because they were pissed. They would have noticed. Why's right on the floor? Can I be on the floor too? I'm drunk. <laughs> I would like to personally distance myself from that. I think, I think, I think, I think uh, for me, I yeah. think the story is not even the diving. I enjoyed the way Crystal Palace uh, a, 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 attempted to um, stifle Manchester United and go, right, go for the throat. They visited Manchester United. Too many Correct. teams visit uh, mm. Old Trafford and shut up shop. And I thought they really went for it. And I think that's the way to play against Pete, Manchester United at home. I'm so glad you said that because um, on match of the day they were chatting away about Manchester United and Crystal Palace. And she she started laying into Crystal Palace, going, "Look at them here, trying to play their way out. Sometimes get it out of there." Yeah. And he kept. Now I understand. <laughs> Did the you po- see Ukraine England? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I understand. I, okay. Uh, Put it know, in the mix, it's, there. Well, it's, who it's, do you sound like, Alan? <laughs> it's difficult. You know, on live television, you've got sixty seconds to sum up something. So you're I Alan Shearer. That. You're <laughs> getting paid an awful lot of money. Yeah, you're Alan Shearer, so sixty seconds is ages. <laughs> so there's a lot of time to fill with what um, you think. And uh, <laughs> you know, without being bitchy about pundits and all the rest of it, but but uh, I take his point that maybe once or twice they could have cleared their lines. But you're absolutely right. Not enough was made of that Palace performance. They were down to ten men for the most of it, mm. and they were beaten by. A, a penalty which shouldn't have been given and a free kick an excellent Wayne Rooney mm. free kick and they went to, to, to Old Trafford the, the first uh, uh, time in a while up in the Premier League 
I thought they were brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and and they did not get the praise that they should have done. Do you think the kicker could have done a little bit better with um, the free kick? Yeah, it wasn't the, it wasn't yeah, the whippiest Spironi. of free kicks. Spironi, I, yeah, his hand was a little bit weak. <laughs> On the mention of Wayne Rooney, just before I forget, but uh, it's very encouraging for Palace fans that yeah. performance. Shout out to Toro Hernandez on Twitter who made the excellent point that Wayne Rooney in his headband looks a lot like Joe Pesci in Home Alone after he gets his head burned <laughs> by the, uh, the blowtorch. I was going to go, yeah, I don't know whether <laughs> you guys are familiar yeah. with the uh, Oculus Rift uh, headset. It's like, you know that, you know that um, 3D goggles I bought from, um, from that New York... Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. New York vending machine. Like that, but like posh and more expensive. They're a new thing. I've but never seen them. Well, anybody like, familiar like Google with them? Glasses. They look like he's wear, wear, worn them backwards. Okay, right. It looks like something out of Babylon 5. Or Universal Soldier, I was going to say, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or Babylon Zoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not Babylon Zoo. Hmm. Oh, Spaceman. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, well, yeah, well done, Palace uh, and Ashley Young. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean you're, you're right about the Palace thing, because we talked about them before saying it's, difficult, it's, in, it's important they were for them. passing the ball from the back at Old Trafford. And if that's the sort it's, of side they're going to be, they're yeah. going to lose a lot of away games. But, but if that's the side they want to be, then, yeah. No, fair but enough. this but is that's exactly the sort of side we want to see in the Premier League. Of exactly the trade off that Ian Holloway made with Blackpool, isn't it? It's, we can expect that from Lolloway. Mm. Well, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I look forward to seeing more of Palace. Well done. Mm. Well bloody done. Um, Everton beat Chelsea 1-0. Everton's first win of the season. Um, they haven't lost yet, though, have they? Mm. No, it's only them and their, and their friendly neighbours, Liverpool, at the time of recording. Yeah, they're playing Swansea, Swansea tonight, tonight yeah. Uh, who remain unbeaten uh, in the league. Naismith uh, scored. Samuelito started. Naismith is 27 years old. Really? He looks a bit old. Paper around in Baghdad. <laughs> 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 he looks about 50. <laughs> 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 yeah, he <just laughs> he's having a good time though, mm. and uh, and and he, and he got the winner. Samuel Etu couldn't quite score. That's, How good was Gareth? I was Barry? about to tell you. Oh. I was about to say I'll tell you he was good in that game. Barry, flipping <laughs> heck! Yeah, let's talk about needing to move. That is <laughs> that's what he's going to be like every week. Yeah. Back in the England side. What a side! Wow, come on! <laughs> well, I don't never know. forget. Never forget World Cup 2010 against Germany when he should have brought Ozil down. True, but nowadays in the England side, the ball just go over his head. So it's <laughs> true. Do you remember who you having there, Before really? that tournament, he was shouting out for Gareth Ferry, yeah. and then that happened. It was, yeah. Um, uh. I know what you mean about bypassing the midfield, but what I'm thinking, mate, re-England is... Yeah. Getting caught on the break in a horrific way. Who can make up the ground quick enough? <laughs> That's how England midfielders should be selected. In which case, we should have Theo Walcott in the holding midfield role. Surely, <laughs> I'd like to retract that previous point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Samuel Eto'o looked a little bit rusty. He will do. He will do. We yeah, hope that he's I don't not. He had the um, worst. Uh, if he just scored, I think it would be a very different story. I don't think he had the worst. Uh, That's the main part of being didn't a striker. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we will hope and expect Samuel Eto'o to get back um, to somewhere. Fairly near his best. Comes down to how hungry he is, really. I mean, he's not going to have been the most motivated uh, when he was over in Russia. So, no. if he, he's obviously come to the Premier League for the right reasons. He doesn't yeah. need the money. He's come he's over on to two hundred and thirty grand. Something a week. ridiculous. He's taken a cut, though, hasn't he, for this? Oh, this oh he would have done. You yeah. hope so. <laughs> he's obviously come to the Premier League to win things. So he's, he clearly yeah. is hungry. He's only thirty-two as well. And he, yeah, and he respects Mourinho a lot and yeah. uh, enjoyed playing under him at Inter. So. Yeah, he'll have a lot to prove here as well. Uh, Especially at Chelsea, given the battles that the Barcelona side he was a huge part of were in. Yeah. I'll tell you something, though, it does, it shows Mourinho's intentions there. I mean, he, there he is putting him straight in mm. over um, one or two other strikers that he's got at his disposal. So mm. I think we'll see a bit more of it. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think he'll, he'll score quite a few goals. Well, I think Mourinho's still got to work out what his best side is, isn't he? Definitely. I mean, you've got Torres there. Torres are going to be annoyed, but I mean, that's. Fair enough, he should score more goals then, shouldn't he? Uh, but Eto, Eto, it's great to finally see Eto in the Premier League. Yeah, it is. Because he's, some, he's a sort of player that, I don't know if you guys agree, that seemed to sort of flirt with the idea of the Premier League for quite a long time, but never did. really did it. Like Zlatan. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. So it'd be good to see if it happen. It looked like it would never happen, it's, it's great. 
Hmm. Um, and obviously we mentioned Ross Barkley played well again. Uh, Incredible hairline, that lad. But Ross Barkley. Very straight, very straight. I don't know where he gets his hair cut. Stephen Jones got a very straight hairline. Just, just uh, chucking him into the ring. Maybe, maybe it's a thing. Well, Ross Barkley also looks really Barkley tired towards awesome. the end of the game. He, he, he should have been taken off. He looks so tired. Although he may have been taken off, I can't remember. But he, at one point towards the end of the game, he looked absolutely Martinez knackered. Martinez looking at him with those... Loving eyes. Yeah, no, he probably, <laughs> I'd leave me out here. It's the best place for me. I'm safe here. <laughs> um, but yeah, great, great win for, for Everton. Um, Fulham drew one all uh, West Brom. Fulham should have probably sealed the game as a number of different goals, but good, some good chances as well. But West Brom got their first goal of the season. Mm. Might I say, what a contrast to the previous season. <laughs> um, obviously, they, they started magnificently well last year, um, but they're only a point off the bottom. I don't think they spent any time outside the top ten last season, did they? That was some sort of crazy yeah, trivia you could be right there. Yeah, I, I think that if any game was going to sum up a Martin Yell team, oh. that game. I mean, they, they went a goal ahead, obviously, nice goal from Sidwell and mm. from, from a corner or whatever. Then going forward, they look very good. But it's difficult to know at this stage of the season how bad West Brom are at the back. But they had so many goals disallowed. Then Ruiz hit the, hit the crossbar, and then very last true. minute, of injury time I just get sucker punched Martin Yell doesn't care either well, <laughs> he, he said he cares but he doesn't actually care well he's just having a lovely time exactly pointed out last season well I'm not sure actually I mean F- Fulham will need to win games like that in order to avoid the same risk of relegation that they uh, they had um Mm. Last season, but mm. a few of the Fulham faithful, a few, uh, I do mean a few, were, were getting a little buoy uh, towards Martin Yol, and right. Yol responded by saying, "I can't tell them to come outside of the stadium after the game, so I have to put up with it." Big talk from the big man. Mm. Um, but sometimes you make mistakes in life. I remember last year; I think it was the same geezer, and I did something, but luckily enough, nobody saw it. Wow! Firstly, terrifying. I love <laughs> the thought of Martin Yol using the word geezer. <laughs> yeah, geezer. <laughs> This geezer. I think it was the same geezer. <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> punched him into a canal. <laughs> that was the River Thames. Sure. I was walking along the river. He's oh. now inside the statue of Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Frightening. Just another part of him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey. Come Very on. Good. Come on. Um, so, yes. Uh, if Martin Yell wants to start sticking it into anyone, he should start with the man in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's bad. <laughs> that was too oh, easy. It's yeah, too yeah. easy. It had to. That would have been a crime to not do that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's so many. I have to move on. Uh, Stoke City uh, drew nothing, nothing with Manchester City. City haven't had the best starts. So still got seven points though. But Stoke are also on seven points. Mark Hughes, the Mark Hughes revolution. Honestly, Parlins and Mark Hughes doing quite well. I don't like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't like and it. Steve Bruce picked up another point. Yeah. Well. Ugh. That sort of Grubby, rubbish managers of Manchester you know, United. Yeah. Yeah, well, to be fair, Hughes though, I mean, he's gone in there. He's done a good job. I mean, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Won't yeah, we? it's <laughs> early days yet. Can't you just admit he's had a good start? He has had a good he start. A good but point he's, City. he's had a very mediocre track record up to now. So you know, it's, well, no, it's a, a bit early to be saying. You no, know, he was decent forget, at Blackburn. He had a good season. It was decent. I forget. Does he always start well or does he end well? I always forget. I just get distracted by the handshake. He can't end well, can he? I liked it when he had a pop at Man City. He couldn't resist it, could he? No, he can't. Did he say something like? He was asked after the game about. about he gave City. Pellegrini some advice. Yeah, didn't he say, oh, well, obviously their team selection didn't work for them, and Pellegrini's got to think about that. Yeah. All right, Mark, you got bombed out the job, mate. <laughs> yeah, wind it in. Yeah. Manager and pundit at the same time. Make your mind up. Mark. Well, you got, I think he it's got like annoyed. It's like at the weekend with Oscar De La Hoya said that he, get, he provided the blueprint to beat Floyd Mayweather and never actually beat him. <laughs> some blueprint, that is, pal. It's all, it's all wrong. Yeah, it's never actually worked yeah. for anyone either. Yeah. It's like one past a basket. I provided the blueprint for Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, nice one, mate. Um, 
Um, but uh, where else did we go in the Premier League? Uh, I mean, it wasn't really a vintage weekend in the Premier League, okay, was it? No. To be honest, it was. It was Super um, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Super Sunday was a, was a <laughs> fucking dirge. <laughs> um, but um, Arsenal Sunderland, Sunderland Arsenal was was a particular Sunday. bright spot. Sour Sunday. <laughs> Sour Sunday. That would be. Just Sunday. <laughs> That's, That's all it. it ever is. Our Sunday's getting less super. Sky Sports presents Sunday. <laughs> it's after Saturday. <laughs> uh, what are you doing before Monday? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, all right, Jim. Sunderland 1, Arsenal 3. Ozil assisting straight mm. away. Lovely. It was about 11 minutes, wasn't it? Something it was. Like yeah. an assist. Just lovely stuff. He really, really looked at home and he like, had flu or something like that. Mm. I can't <laughs> wait to see him really flying. It's a shame Santi Cathola's going to miss a little bit of time. Uh, seeing those two together would be don't worry Nush. mate you've got you've got, got Ozil to cover for him yeah no but seeing them together is going to be magnificent well you've got that to look forward to yeah. I know yeah I'm, I'm literally saying that <laughs> top of the league at the time of recording yeah I'm going to relish that I don't I want I don't want ever see Ozil down I don't want to see him cry because he'd cry oh on each shoulder because yeah. his eyes are so far apart yeah <laughs> I'll tell you what is going to make him cry. Theo Walcott missing more of those chances. Yeah. How many chances? I'd love to see a stat at the end of the season. How many chances Ertzell puts on for Walcott and how many he misses? Yeah, that'd be an you, interesting one. Why did you put him in your fantasy team? Who? You. Who? Walcott. I didn't. Did you not? No, he's not in there. Oh, I thought you said you He's did. nowhere near. No, he's in my one. No, he's nowhere near. Yeah. Not a chance. Well, that's backfired, isn't but, it? <laughs> yeah. But it's I mean, it's, <laughs> even with a stomach upset or whatever, it's always, it's far, I mean, Sunderland are dreadful, but it's, it's far too easy for him. It's too easy for him. He's going to be such a revelation. Well, you say Sunderland mm. dreadful. Well, they I mean, were really unlucky with that ridiculous they were. decision. Giroud scored. It's, it's yeah, exciting. he's slightly injured as well, but he should be back for Marseille on Wednesday. Yeah, but what about the tussle between uh, Altadori and Senya? I mean, yeah. Altadori was real strength there. Yeah. And then he scored, but the referee already blown uh, for the foul on the on the big Sutherland forward uh, but what was strange you was saying play the advantage well, there, yeah right? okay well fair enough he's already blown and, yeah. I mean they were chastising the referee but yeah. just blown up a little bit too quickly why was Sanya not sent off then it was obviously a goal scorer opportunity because yeah. he fucking scored yeah that was the point of <laughs> can't be any more of a goal scorer <laughs> opportunity yeah. than that but was he going towards point. the goal though isn't that the big he thing he scored the piece <laughs> <laughs> that's what a goal well, scorer I mean it was is. a bit of an angle but it was still a one on one Altidore's <laughs> well for his rights to go up to the referee and say, why haven't you sent him off? What's he going to say? Not a goal scorer. I've stuck it in the net. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it wasn't in the net, but I take your point, it was over the line. Yeah, they okay. all count. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. all count, literally. Great performance from Aaron Ramsey oh, again. Superb. This is his fifth goal of the season. He's um, looking really good. Yeah, he's looking great. Lovely volley. Mm. Well. I mean, his great age, to see him doing so well, having had setbacks in the past. Absolutely, Jim. conversion. And and his <laughs> at his age, the, the things he's got in his locker, and with those quality players around him, there is no limit to what he can achieve. He's going to be so good if he carries on this look right. Not at international level. <laughs> Well, no, maybe it, not. Uh, it's all looking a bit rosy in North London, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. Spurs won as well. So I don't trust it. <laughs> no, something's afoot. Before Liverpool versus Swansea. Um, let's go to the Championship. Burnley won, Blackburn won. The big local derby. Enjoyable uh, game. Great goal from um, Stanislas for, uh, beauty. for Burnley. What a strike that was. <laughs> That was a real hammer blow, wasn't it? Right in the corner. It, the camera could only keep up of it, how hard he struck it. <laughs> Fizzled in the corner. It really did. Uh, it's a good game. It's um, very, very uh, high tempo. Uh, absolute comedy equaliser as well. It's such an enormous derby, that. It's yeah. one of those ones um, that, that people might not realise. I mean, I remember before Portsmouth were in the Premier League, I didn't realise how big the, that derby was, Portsmouth-Sunderland. Mm. You know, so, yeah, but only black. Portsmouth-Sunderland. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, sorry, I was still thinking, dwelling on the previous match. Yeah. About. I, th- I think that <laughs> when, you t- when you put into it, take into account that I don't think Burnley have beaten Blackburn since the mid-70s. Yeah. And then the way they could see that equaliser, oh my is sick enough. <laughs> I mean, fortuitous <laughs> yeah. is, is a word that you definitely I, First of all, I thought that he had chipped over the keeper. Nah. I thought that was some finish, but yeah. it actually came off Rose, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Burnley a fifth, though, uh, on 11 points in their 
with Leeds and, and just behind Forrester and Leicester. But you can tell Jordan Rhodes is a, is, a, is a striker when he scores a goal like that. That's how you know you're a, a natural striker, isn't it? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, and, and QPR and, and, and Blackpool both still top on, on 16 points. Paul Lintz, uh, during the Blackpool um, game, incidentally, or accidentally rather, hit a woman in the crowd with a bottle of water. He th- but the thing is, right? Everyone went mental of, about this. There wasn't anything. Absolutely, at all. yeah. There's a spectacular story that um, the mind conjures up when, when seeing the headline was Ince apologises to supporter he accidentally struck with a bottle. Well, he, he threw the bottle on the floor and it kind of sort of bounced up and, and hit a woman on tamely the foot, on the foot. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he went over and went, "Oh, sorry about that." And she went, "No, oh, don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's what? not as interesting as Ince bottles woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul Ince today stuffed a woman into a bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just 150 miles from a nightclub. <laughs> A popular night spot <laughs> and four pints short of being pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Inns producer is not pad from pocket, it says hit woman with. <laughs> <laughs> it says shoot her. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, yeah, he was sent to the stands though for his uh, outrage. <sighs> so, oh dear, oh dear. Paul, just calm down. Mm. Blackpool, appeal start? for calm. For what didn't Paul Inns? Paolo Di Canio um, offered the ref the chance to send him off? In the he did, he did a sort of he did a classic English isn't my first language joke, which massively backfired. <laughs> and I'm not having a go at that because obviously I don't speak any yeah, other languages. Enough. But I think he said to the referee something like, "Oh, well, the moment you've been, you've been doing a perfect job, then you can send me off for not doing my job." And the guy was, "All right, go on, get in the stand then." Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> English humour joking. No, yeah. <laughs> English humour. Get joking. up there. <laughs> get up there. Um, let's leave England and go north of Adrian's Wall to the Scottish Premiership. Terry Butcher was named Manager of the Month. Still up there. Um, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle are sitting top of the league. Three points above Celtic. Celtic do have a game in hand, but boys... How many horses in this race this season, Michael? (laughs) I don't know, but there's a few. And 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 Inverness, Cali... I mean, Jim, you weren't having this. And neither... And nobody was having this. And then... <laughs> but the, <laughs> the league table doesn't lie. Celtic's game in hands against St Mirren, I think. And yeah, second, it? Always, always tricky. I always want to be on record as saying I'm still not having it. <laughs> so who's, got, been... who's got the best defence in the league? Cali Thistle. There you go. Inverness Cali Thistle. It doesn't lie, Jim. September. Stats. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point I'm making. We're out of August <laughs> and this is happening. Marcus, what about your jambos? They didn't do very well. They're still on minus eight. Um, <laughs> still know. on though, isn't it? Um, but, but they could still win the league from a couple of years ago. I still know Jim called Jambo. At this stage of the season, September, Hearts are a mere twenty-four <laughs> points off the top. <laughs> Come on, you gorgies! It was, it was it's admin. It's the <laughs> admin that's done it. Uh, but but uh, interesting news: if we drop down to the Scottish Championship to second place, Dundee, they've taken a big step in their bid for promotion by signing Craig Beatty. <laughs> Manager John Brown said, "A fit Craig Beatty will cause havoc for our opponents all season." <laughs> a fit Craig Beatty hasn't been since his Swansea. <laughs> yeah, so that was two thousand nine. School. A fit, he should have said, "A fit Craig Beatty, in theory, <laughs> will cause has, havoc." Has the necessary limbs to be yeah. a footballer. And after that, he whipped his top off and did the beatie yeah. all the way around the studio. Um, I assume he said in the studio, probably not. Uh, let's go to La Liga. Uh, Villarreal two, Real Madrid two. Gareth Bale. Scored. God on his day. With his right peg as well. Mm. Yeah, I know. 
Um, and Cristiano Ronaldo got the uh, got the uh, other goal for, for Real Madrid after Bale was subbed off. That proves that Ronaldo hates him because <laughs> he didn't want to score when he was on the same pitch. Yeah, he wanted to show him his boss, but not give him the right. Of I mean, how much do they hate each other? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, there was that clip Billions. on the internet where um, mm. they were doing training, and um, I think Ronaldo slid in on him unnecessarily because they were yeah. just doing like um, they were just doing it in a circle and were kicking the ball, yeah. and he was piggy in the middle, and he did like a slide tackle. But Bill, it said he did a trick. I don't think he did. I think it just came off Ronaldo's foot. Mm. Oh, more YouTube news as I get it. Yeah. Eight minutes past seven. But, <laughs> but I, like, I did like the way the, the, the rushed version of the Gareth Bale celebration he did. He just went, uh, yeah, oh, forgot about doing little that. Heart, that's that's contractual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get out of the way. And these little hearts are available from Rawlinson. <laughs> um, what about Gio Dos Santos? What eh? about you, sir? Mm. You've got the equaliser for the Yellow Submarine. Um, Sport Spurs Hall of Famer, Gio Dos Santos. Diego Lopez proving once again why he's Real Madrid's number one. Yeah. Great performance. Yeah. Um, Villarreal, probably a little bit unlucky that they didn't win the game. They're having a great season so yeah, far. Yeah, they started very brightly. They, they will rue those missed opportunities, though. Indeed they will. Does it, Karen Benzema's uh, sporting a new do. Never start a haircut halfway across your head. Yeah, it is sort Silly. of did remind me slightly of Ronaldo in... Um, was it 2002? It reminded me of Gary Oldman in The Fifth oh, yeah. Element. Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> <more. laughs> yeah, yeah. shout, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not not too good. Uh, Barcelona beat Sevilla three two. A wonderful end to the game. Barcelona were two 0 up, but Sevilla scored in the eightieth and then the ninetieth minute to, to level it up at the, um, at the Camp Nou. After Coke, uh, I think that's how you say. It's certainly not Coke. Um, <laughs> Equaliser, and then Messi went on a dribble, and Alexis Sanchez scored um, the ninety fourth minute winner. Mm. But uh, good to see Neymar and Messi linking up there. Yeah. Exciting times. One of the interesting things about the Gareth Bale transfer and how much money it cost is that it's just massively taken the pressure off Neymar. Yeah. <laughs> Good news. Yeah, he seems to enjoy his football now. And why wouldn't he be? Um, and let's go and drib 1 4 2. They're joint top with Barca, Madrid and Villarreal in third and fourth. Well, Villarreal, Villarreal doing well, yeah, given they got great, promoted. Superb, They're well, yeah. just invincible, that side. Mm. Yeah. Um, so well done, La Liga. Serie A, though. Serie A. Lots of exciting things were happening. In Italy, Inter drew one all Juventus. wasn't too exciting. It was a derby of Italy, um, but uh, Inter good start of the season uh, under new boss Walter uh, um, Mazzari. Mazzari, yeah. sorry, yeah. good manager. Arturo Vidal's having a great season so far. He's such popping a good up player. with goals. He's yeah, a great exactly. player. And, you know, traditionally, you know, not a huge goal scorer, but he's popping up. Hopefully we'll see him in the World Cup with um, he's Chilean, isn't mm. he? Yes, he is. That would be nice to see. Um, but Napoli, three wins out of three. Benitez men top. Iguain and Calicon were getting the goals once again. again. On the subject of dreadful haircuts, Calahon get on the, on the score. <laughs> yeah. You're not a fan of his. Um, he's too high. What about Udinese 1, Bologna 1? 35-year-old Antonio Di Natale, on his 300th league appearance for Udinese, scored his 159th league goal for the club. Oh, that... that. That's a milestone, isn't it? We love that man, don't we? <laughs> yeah. He's great. I hope he. Play, I hope he goes to uh, the World Cup. Oh, I, I hope he never retires. Bridge to. Wouldn't it be great if he could retire at the World Cup? I think he has actually retired from World. I think he retired after Euro. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. Yeah. Yeah. But you never know, do you? You know, Totti. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he'll pipe up again. Basically, made a mockery of that, didn't he? <laughs> That's for you, though. Spring starter because Totti starts linking himself back with the national team. <laughs> now, I, now, I hope this year Totti starts linking Di Natale with and, a return and to Del the Piero. National team. Yeah. <laughs> a whole new story, Baggio. Um, <laughs> well, fra- thirty-seven-year-old Francesco Totti has been offered a three-year extension. To keep, uh, he's already on like a ten-year deal anyway. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he, yeah, till the club is at least forty, and then probably stock options. Can we talk about the? Uh, can we talk about the uh, Genovese derby, Sampdoria Genoa? Yeah, of course we can. I'll tell you something. This is some story. Well, Sampdoria lost three 0 at home to Genoa, um, which, which, which is a poor a, result. Which is a very poor result. <laughs> yeah. Quite surprising. Genoa haven't had the best of starts, um, but two days before the match. 
uh, Sampdoria were at their training ground, of course, which is situated in this little, little valley. There's some hills around it and a bit of forest. And up on one of those hills, amongst the trees from, the, um, from Genoa, they, they, they found Luca Di Pra, the goalkeeping coach of Genoa, dressed in full army camouflage. He was pr- properly dressed up as yeah. well. Spying on their Face training Face paint, system. everything. Machine gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they went to town on that in the Italian press, as they should, as they should. Can you uh, imagine? I did like... In this country, if that happened. In the oh, super, isn't it? In the article, they kept referring to Dupra um, as Rambo and, and the soldier, <laughs> and they said that the soldier was free, free to return to his base and all this kind of stuff. And the article finished by saying, you should always forgive your enemies, nothing annoys them more. Oh, very nice. <laughs> but it was hilarious, wasn't it? That, that little picture of him, like, really kind of <laughs> caught um, uh, red-handed. Yeah. It's, 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 it's super. Everything. It's super. It really well, why, why? I mean, how did he think he was going to get away with it? Well, it's presumably he's in full camouflage. camouflage, and he's in a forest. It's not like yeah, he's it was in a forest. Yeah, yeah, he's in, you know, <laughs> it's not like he's just he was sort like of on a, around, on a, around a tree. He was on like a garden. bank, right. in a load of trees overlooking the training ground, basically. <laughs> he's a camper, bless him. Yeah, it sounds like it. But well, imagine on... that. He's like, what are you doing there? Nothing. <laughs> Where do you work? Not dogging, that's for sure. Yeah. Where do you work? I'm unemployed. Um, but they won, they won 3 0. Yeah. Blimey, O'Reilly. Um, uh, Torino drew 2 all with um, Milan and the Rossonera 2 0 down. Montari uh, put one back in 87 and Balotelli scored a penalty deep into injury time. But Kakar played! Yeah, he's injured again now, isn't he? Yeah, he said he doesn't want any wages during his recovery oh. time. Probably because um, he's made enough money already. I, I think I'm right to say that was Balotelli's 26th successful penalty of 26 taken. Was it that Jesus. much, was it? I think, and, okay. acro- acro- not just for me, though, across his career. Right, he's okay. never missed one professionally yet. Incredible, isn't he? Hmm. He always ke- sticks into the keeper's right, though. Remember that, goalkeepers, next yeah. time you're facing a penalty from Bellator. We should provide a bespoke service for people who want information about where people put their penalties. Yeah, <laughs> we, indeed. We'd yeah. be very successful in the Lampard thing. Yeah. <laughs> we could branch out to Balotelli now. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. Um, right. Uh, before we go to International Europe, a little update from Iceland. Uh, top flight side at IBV, um, their goalkeeper, David James, played oh, yeah. his 1,000th senior football match. The forty-three year old Englishman still playing in Europe's top flight. (laughs) (laughs) One of Europe's top flights. (laughs) That is great though, isn't it? I think Herman Horizons is the manager. He is the manager, yeah. yeah. Well done, David. Lovely. I hope he's enjoying his time up there. Um, um, before we go to Pete's game, let's talk a bit about international football. England uh, with a solid point away to Ukraine. People very critical of England's performance last week. It was week. a very good point, really. Because it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two home games left against Montenegro and Poland. England really need to win both. Um, well, I mean, Luke, you were very critical of that England performance. I know why. Because it was shit. <laughs> What, what do we think? I mean, I'm a little bit worried for Hodgson. I was obviously beating his drum before he got the job, and then when he got the job, and slightly after he got the job. Um, he's, he's, I, I was, I, I think he was the standout candidate for it, and he's obviously a nice man. The, the problem he has become, he's, he's become a victim of circumstance in a way because I can see it from his point of view. He sees that England go to to Italy in '97, get a nil nil, mm-hmm. famous nil nil, blah blah blah, and well, was raving about it. But it's still the same result and the same difficult circumstances I suppose um, England go to Ukraine and get a nil-nil it's a difficult place to go um, we didn't beat them in the other game when we were at home mm. and then everyone's raving about it and the reason that everyone's against it and he's surprised is because the world or sorry the country's moved on since then mm. we're not as deluded as we were then well no but the, the point away to Italy Italy are a, are a better side than Ukraine or always have been and England just needed a point and that was to qualify and, and, but you'd suggest that you'd suggest that um, you know the, the managers back in the day would have a little bit more a, a, a better calibre of football to choose from We've yeah. got no, nobody wants to play mm. for England 
England at the moment. Yeah, I know. They're, just, they're injured all the time. Oh, I've hurt my leg now, I'm okay. But I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought was, which was a little bit disappointing, was under, under Hodgson, England, in some of the qualifiers, have passed the ball a little bit more mm. and not just lumped it. And then to see a little bit more long ball. And he says, well, you know, bypass the midfield. Well, there's Gerard Lampard and Wilshere. I yeah. mean, they're, they, they can kick a football very yeah, well. Exactly. We've all seen them do it many times. It does seem a, a unnecessarily conservative use of three very, very talented players. But so much experience with Gerard and Lampard there. Yeah, I think also, though, that... I mean, you know, fair enough. I think I'd have probably taken a point before the game, so it's, it's not a bad well, If result. Lampard flashes that header in, you know what I mean? That yeah. was quite it's, a good chance the, for him. The point's fine. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I was but not I, very critical I, of, what, of the point. So you want to keep the point? Yeah, I'll <laughs> take the point. Yeah, I'll take the point. But I think what, what, what I was going to say about, about Hodgson is... The banker says, fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if, if, if Hodgson said, all right, fair enough, we... We were a little bit basic with our tactics, but we came here to get a point, and we've got it. And we're going to hopefully turn on the style a little bit in the two home games. You could understand that, but Hodgson was—I thought we were played very well. And, and so you either think, well, he's what either deluded, <laughs> he's either trying to just lie to protect his players or something, or protect himself. But I mean, what is he trying to do? Then? Yeah, or he's aiming very low. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the problem I think is for me is that is, this is underpinned by an unshakable thought. thought of England, if they do qualify, being embarrassed again next summer. Mm. Now, now, what will happen next summer if we, if we do indeed qualify is that we'll either be given a really tough group and we won't qualify out of it, yeah. or we'll come second in the group because we'll be seeded against a, a quite good team yeah. and we'll get beaten in the second round. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the whole process will continue. Mm. It's not Roy Hodgson's fault, as Pete's touched on. We haven't got any, hardly any good players. Well, now, I know, I know yeah. there is a dearth of coaches as well. Definitely. But well, Lampard, Joe, yeah. and Wilshire are good, but something intangible. Sort of intangible happens to England players you're under right, pressure when they put right. an English show. I don't know why it is. Uh, it's, imp- it's, well, difficult it's, to know. It's, it's the pressure as we, we, we talk But why are they under pressure in Ukraine? They're, but they're, they're big players that are used to winning and used to being celebrated at their clubs and they're suddenly in this position where they're constantly under the cosh. No one has much faith in them and everyone's very cynical about them. So it must affect your mindset. Well, I think I, I, Just yeah. pretend they're Sweden. <laughs> yeah, that's Sim shirts. Um, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. I think Those I, midfield players, Lampard, Gerard and Wilshire. Well, certainly Lampard and Gerrard have played in like, the latter stage of the... Ch- Gerrard and Lampard have both won the Champions League. What, what There's no reason they should have not be able to... But somebody you... tweeted, I'm, I'm starting to think that Gerrard and Lampard can't <laughs> play together. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoying What you can't blame Hodgson for <laughs> is when Lampard plays a poor pass, when he makes that pass every week for Chelsea, mm. or when Walcott runs forward and... Uh, tries to maybe, well actually maybe he's not the best example but um, you see him playing against say the likes of Fulham or whoever when he looks quite dynamic and there's a, f- a few nice touches and, and balls through or when Wilshere is miscontrolling it and he doesn't do that for us. But what does that happen for England? That's well I think asking. I may have said this very recently on the show so forgive me if I am repeating myself but uh, Gianluca Vialli said um, a little while ago that he noticed that when he came to England that English players were far more relaxed at club level than Italian players and he noticed that that, that it goes for Spain as well because Italian players there's the English players since the Premier League and all the money and all the rest of it and all the razzmatazz have been very much behind the velvet rope and so they are protected from what the fans think what the media are saying about them all that kind of stuff right. so they live in this lovely little Manchester United Chelsea Arsenal whoever bubble so they're protected from all that kind of stuff and yeah. so they're very relaxed and they can get on with it and they're loved at their clubs and, and life's good when they come to England they step outside that bubble and they don't have it anymore so suddenly there's like whoa people, are, people aren't lo- they don't love me anymore they don't what, what 
what's happened here, there's a hell of a lot more pressure, whereas the Italians, uh, as Viala used the example, at club level, they don't, they, they have a bit more pressure. So when they go to Italy, they're kind of used to it a bit more. Right. And, and he suggested that that could be one of the reasons why England players just shit themselves so much when they get to the international stage. They're mm. like, oh, bloody hell, the spotlight's on us, we, we, we don't know how to act, and, and, and there's a poor pass and poor pass, because often we've said English players aren't as technically... Um, Do you also think it's because a lot of the players, mm. like England field three players with 100 caps. Oh, yeah. Do you not think it's a lot of the players know they won't get dropped? Well, th- I think there's that as well, and, and that's why someone like Ricky Lambert's probably a, a breath of fresh air in there, and, and some of the other players have gone, oh yeah, it's been great to have him around, because he's like, bloody hell, I'm playing for England, this is great, and but I want to make the most of it. I think like Frank Lampard did, week in, week out, passes to Juan Mata, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, and when he plays yeah. for England, he plays for players, you know, passes the ball to mm. players who are not as good. Yeah. Yeah, but they're still players playing but, at a very high level. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you put Wilshire and Gerrard in that Chelsea side, I know what you mean. But but it is it is strange. Like, we how spent we spent the last you know half an hour slagging off Ashley Young. He was in the England setup not yeah. so long ago. He's not. He's nowhere. Ashley Young is nowhere near um, the three. top the top top level of. But, of but three football. you know no three way. more injuries. Right. He's but in England. That's all. Oh, he would be, he, 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 didn't he start for England last last summer? He's yeah. like, he's yeah, like he was number ten really, last really year. Disappointing. Very yeah. disappointing. But he is a good player. Ashley Young. He is a good. player. But I mean, yeah. I'm just saying that color the color of pair that we can call up. As you know, as a stopgap, is mm. f- far, far uh, is eclipsed by any other um, international team in Europe. I think in the top it, fifteen, twenty rankings. I, th- I think the players. I think the players do care, and I think obviously they they, they want to go to tournaments and whatnot. But is there a, a, a sense of yeah, oh, we're used to this defeat, or we're used to getting hammered? Or I think so. I mean, if you, I mean, well, Jamie Carragher said, didn't he? If I if I played did. badly for England, I would always think at least it's not for Liverpool. True, I think. Ca- Carragher being such a one-club man might be a little bit of an exception. I think the that. only difference between the club and country is the England band. <laughs> Stamp their drums. It is one of yeah. the main differences. Or make them play the Jurassic Park thing. <laughs> yeah. That'd be yeah. so good. Come on, England. We've said it yeah. many times. <laughs> um, it works. Uh, everyone, would be, everyone would immediately be on their side. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder what the mood is like in the camp under Capello. The players clearly weren't happy with They're him. They're probably under, thinking, under God, McLaren. if I have to play to the sound of that fucking band <laughs> anymore. But, but the Marcus, they've had every single type of manager. They've always been underwhelmed. Well, what I was going to say. No, Sven. Under old Sven again. <laughs> oh, God. No, we still then, won no, nothing. No, bollocks to right? This is that. Mike down, Mike down. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it before, but Mike down. Have you, have you, sto- have you stopped? Right, I'm going over here. <laughs> this is a genuine point, right? And I'll tell you something. Put my mic back on, <laughs> otherwise I'm, I'm bloody kicking off. It's under Sven, there was a very, very good mood in the camp. They all really, really liked it. They could do whatever they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was, there was, they had jacuzzi. There was a training. But there ground. was, there was a confidence there. Uh, but the, he just, the system wasn't. He kept playing Jared Lampard in the centre. So under Sven, you know, you can argue international teams moved on, but there was a very, very good mood in the camp, and people they loved playing for England under him. He just didn't get the system right. Yeah, know, but even with a good mood, England underperformed. We need more than a good mood. Yeah, G- Gascoigne was on the fringes still. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, we could we could argue with this for the rest of the evening, but we have to talk about elsewhere in World Cup qualification: Italy and the Netherlands, Costa Rica and the US of A are through. But Cape Verde will not be going to Brazil. Bullshit. Such a shame. Such a motherfucking bullshit. <laughs> this is genuinely agonising. Yeah. Yeah, um, Backstairs intrigue. Yeah. I mean, 
they fielded an ineligible player against Tunisia in their 2-0 win and thus are out. Fernando Varela was sent off for Cape Verde in a match against Equatorial Guinea. Now, in that match, Equatorial Guinea had fielded an ineligible player themselves, thus Cape Verde were awarded a 3-0 win. Cape Verde, therefore, thought that Varela's sending off had been wiped, but in the rules, that is not the case. So the red card stands, and thus Varela should not have been playing against Such Tunisia, and Tunisia will now replace Cape Verde in their playoff this match. This is FIFA's latest move in their war against joy. Yes. <laughs> to be Marcos, fair, it's in the rules. Marcus, call it as it is, it's a conspiracy that goes to the very top of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're um, the only ones gutsy enough to mention it. I'd like to start a movement, actually, and I'm sure you guys will back me up on this. I would Not happily, <laughs> I would happily sacrifice England's place in next year's World Cup for <laughs> Cape Verde. Yeah, I think yeah, England yeah. might do that themselves. <laughs> I, was yeah. I don't think either of them are going to be there. England might unhappily do that themselves. <laughs> would you like a friendly at Wembley, though? England versus Cape Verde. You can imagine yeah. what the England on the day of the World Cup final. We yeah. don't care. Yeah, this is the this is the real quiz. <laughs> I can imagine what England players are thinking now. All we've got to do is put a field an eligible player. We haven't got to go for all this bollocks. <laughs> go back to the Premier League. Exactly. Oh, I'd like Keir Burley versus Kate Verdi. Yeah. Would you like that? Yeah. Well, okay. A good match. Yeah. So she gets hurt. <laughs> Zero, dear. Oh dear. She definitely well, found the right way. Cape Verde are considering an appeal, but there's been no news um, on that so far. But the African... They consider an appeal, but they use an ineligible uh, piece of paper. <laughs> Admin error. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't read it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, sure, I mean, it's eminently like, appealable, that, surely? I mean, it's no, so it's, it's in the rules. It's uh, in the rules. They're, yeah, they're, the rules. they're not going to win, are they? I'm sorry. They played a football match and the Bad admin. Bad you know what football's admin. like, mate? It's a result was, was put on the board. How is that a fair rule? If, if the, the appeal was on the board... Pete, if the appeal was deemed frivolous as well, they'll be bound for the following World Cup as well. <laughs> <not careful. laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. Well, the African right. playoffs, uh, the lineup has been um, announced. Uh, Ivory Coast to play Senegal, Ethiopia, Nigeria, Tunisia versus Cameroon, Ghana versus Egypt, Burkina Faso versus Algeria. Cissé versus Teote. Yeah. Mm. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, it would be great to see Ethiopia go through, I think. Yeah, and Burkina Faso. Yeah. So that been there before. Against Algeria and against Nigeria. Mm. Well, we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, a sour note. Leaves a taste in the mouth, doesn't it? It Bullshine. does indeed. Well, Bullshine. we're going to have to get that taste, that glorious taste back through Pete's game. Yeah, hello. How are you doing? Uh, Pretty good, welcome Pete. to the show. Would I like to Ewell? <laughs> Jason Ewell. Jason Ewell. Nice. <laughs> Right, uh, Stop. Is it Jason Yule? <laughs> it's not Jason Yule, no. Uh, this, uh, these clues come from uh, Eddie O'Grady. Thank you for that. Uh, you are a lovely man. Uh, I was born in Manchester in 1961. Stop. Bez. <laughs> Stop. Oh, no, nothing, nothing. I was discovered by Manchester City whilst training to be an electrician. Stop. I could be Stop. any old footballer. David Batty. What, 52? David Batty's not 52, is he? No. Oh, no, he had a little look in his eye. I just know David Batty used to do um, a bit of... So uh, Stuart Pearce. Yeah. Okay. Probably even more... Pearce would be a good couple of years older than Batty, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll go for that one then. Uh, (laughs) Not not him. Uh, I won the then-named Division 2 with Chelsea and also won promotion from that same division with Manchester City, who were relegated the next year. I played 98 games for Man City, scoring nine goals, and 81 games for Chelsea, scoring five goals. In a fans' poll, I was voted QPR's greatest ever left-back, beating, among others, Kenny Tanthon. Stop. David Barsley? No. I played 172 games, scoring 12 goals, all but one a penalty. Well, a penalty-taking 
fullback who's played for Chelsea and City, City and QPR. QPR. <sighs> I scored with my first ever touch at Anfield and it wasn't a penalty. Oh my goodness. I left QPR on a free transfer to join my former manager, Jerry Francis, in 1995. Oh, my goodness. I've known that everybody's got this. Stop. Just in Edinburgh. No, no. Uh, I Just compl- in people it's been before. <laughs> <laughs> I completed a rock-solid defensive partnership at Spurs with, just in Edinburgh, uh, Stuart Nethercott and Gary Maboot. <laughs> Bloody oh, hell, you should know this, man. Yeah. This is Ball. really bad. <laughs> I ended my career playing for Cambridge United. None of that helped me. My younger brother, Gus, also played professional football for Crew Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. I was christened uh, Euclid, or Euclid was the uh, scientist. Oh, uh, Just get it, would Euclid, you? isn't it? Yeah. I was uh, christened Euclid after the scientist, though this is not the name I use. <laughs> Just give us the answer. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> I've given you one of his names. I know, this is really ridiculously awful. Uh, my uh, given name, my full name is Euclid Aklana Wilson. My friends call me Clive Wilson. Clive Wilson. Wilson. Clive Wilson. Uh, well done, Eddie O'Grady. Eddie O'Grady, you win. You win <clears> nothing well but uh, the adulation. You can now be you officially deemed a friend of the Ramble. Yeah. Sorry, uh, let's have some correspondence. Okay, uh, evening ramblers. Following the cat and dog pun football teams from last week and last season, I was reminded about a day spent pub crawling with a couple of friends where we dedicated all of our time and energy to creating sweet shop footballer puns. I hope you enjoy them as much as we enjoyed thinking them up. Most of the afternoon was spent in absolute competitive silence whilst we tried to out-pun one another. Yeah, it's not social punnery, is it? No. no. So, so here we go. <laughs> Snickerless and Elka. Oh, yeah. Mao Amphelaney. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Twixen. <laughs> Denver Star Bar. Very good. <laughs> Oreo Ferdinand. Trio Walcott. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark Overmars Bar. Yeah. Rolo Toure. Oh, good one. Yeah. Polo Zenden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Milky Wayne Rooney. <laughs> Gianfranco Cola Bottles. Tenuous. <laughs> Noel Wagon Whelan. <laughs> Dean Holdsworth's Original. Yeah. John Arna Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Mario Balagelli Babies. John Terry's Chocolate Orange. Kit Kat Jennings. <laughs> Dwight Yorkie, yeah. Alfredo De Stefano, <laughs> Alfredo, yes, Diego Maradona, uh, Robin Van Persie Pigs, the manager being Dave Bassett's Licorice, and the stadium that Whisper Gold Trafford. That's from uh, Tom Wall, Tom Walters, Lee Twixen. Thank you, Tom. Particularly enjoyed Wagon Wheeling. Mm, very strong. <laughs> Good. Uh, I've got some correspondence. Do you? Uh, as is the custom. Now, the question of the week this week uh, to the Twitter and Facebook followers was. Uh, Danny Alves reportedly offered Eric Aberdow his liver when mm. Aberdow was mm. ill. Oh. Who is your favourite player, and what would you offer him, and why? Um, I should say this: this question was actually inspired by Ross Brownell on uh, Twitter, who said, "Lovely that Av- Alves offered his liver to Aberdow. Does, however, mean that not even the man's organs want to stay in position." <laughs> <laughs> Very That's good. excellent. Very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, to kick us off, Emil Heskey, I'd offer him my heart and soul. That's from Tom Bain. Yeah, nice one. Forum odd choice. Uh, <laughs> Ed Baker says, I'd offer Ian Dowie a new face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jonathan, Johnny Gabriel says, I would offer Nobby Solano my girlfriend in exchange for a kick around and for him to serenade me on his trumpet. Notice you say serenade you and not your girlfriend, mm. which is, you know, mm. perfectly reasonable. <laughs> it's his deal. 
Um, at Thrill House says, I'd give hmm. Joe Cole my hamstrings and my heart. He needs both. Uh-huh. The heartless, hamstringless bastard. <laughs> Dear. Um, Garrett Graham Booth says, my favourite professional player is Frank Lampard, and I would offer him the key to my heart. Oh, <laughs> Grant Moyer says, I would give John Terry my cock, because it could do with some seeing some action. <laughs> That's a horrifying That's film. It really is. Good God. Imagine yeah. if you experienced everything John Terry put his cock in. Yeah, and you actually agree. Why, why would you offer that? I mean, you can say whatever you want. Why would you choose that? <laughs> if Richard Crack now would like to offer Dennis Bergkamp his fearlessness of flight. Uh huh. <laughs> Last one. Although he wouldn't use it as much now, Burke. He doesn't need to, does he? It's still oh, nice back though, in the day, it? come on. Yeah, but he probably would be thinking, oh, I wish I had this when I was younger, you know. Mm. <laughs> uh, Richie, Richie Moore on the Twitter says, I give Stuart down in my testicles for obvious reason. Mm. Uh, Chris Kingston would like to offer Theo Walcott a cow's arse and a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's quite abstract. Uh, <laughs> Danny Fitz on the it, face- I mean, in reality. <laughs> yeah. Danny, Fa- Danny Fitz on Facebook says, My new favourite player is Mazit Ertzel, and I'd offer him a pair of prescription swimming goggles which would fit him like normal glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, ki- we'll finish off with uh, Martin Thomas, who says, Steve Morrison can have whatever he wants as long as he never comes back to Leeds. <laughs> Ooh, hush. And that's that. I'd offer Brian Penis. Um, just a mensch. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you've given him that. Yeah. You're the only one out of anyone that's actually, you know, mm. gone through on your promise. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Stephen Allen, my nan's organs, and oh, also her body, and my nan, basically. Yeah. He doesn't need it. That's the last thing he needs. He's got, <laughs> he doesn't need another one. <laughs> He's got loads of alive yeah. nans. Yeah. <laughs> he needs some dead ones. If, if, if Stephen Allen's nans are known for anything, it's that they're very specifically alive. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, have you got an email? Uh, I've got an email. Sorry, guys. Uh, this uh, comes from Tom McDonnell. Hello, Tom McDonnell. He says, excuse me, uh, dear Ramble men, as a dedicated missionary for the Ramble, uh, definite co- <laughs> definite converts one, possible three. Uh, I Very tried, good work, whichever you I tried to uh, work on my podcast, Lazy Brother, uh, to uh, get a bit of Ramble in his life, particularly as a penniless aspiring musician in his band Night Engine. He could do with the cost-effective <laughs> diversion. <laughs> they like police machines of Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does sound like a, like a strangler, doesn't it? The yeah. Night Engine. Uh, at a recent <laughs> family event, I played him the story of the match-fixing in Night Nigeria, which amused him no, no police end. Machine. Anyway, yeah, police machine. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, my marvellous wife Helen gave birth to our first child, what Martha. Both are doing well, and Martha is wonderful. Although, poor girl, she is cursed to be a QPR fan. Anyway, in the post a couple of days later, arrived a, f- a package from my brother. You can see what was inside below. And uh, he attaches a picture of a baby, which I presume is uh, Tom McDonald's, uh, <laughs> in, a, in a little kind of a onesie saying, uh, police machine on the front <laughs> of it. Amazing. So. Tom McDonald is a friend of mine from reality, and he's, never, right? he's never stolen children before. To okay, right, so okay. congratulations, Tom. Okay. And well done. Oh, I think I think my work and yours here is done. He says, kindest regards, Tom McDonald. I mean, we're not a force for good, are we? Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not you know, really. it's like Batman just surveying Gotham City and everything's <laughs> on fire. God, oh, did that? Didn't I? I like the I, I, I actually <laughs> like the idea of Police Machine knowing that match fixing the game to the tune of about seventy nine nil. It's the best thing they could have done for fan numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're the most supported team in yeah. Africa. Superb. Uh, right, that's it for this week, isn't it? Uh, Luke's got a point. I though, promised the forum members uh, mm. football roundabout com forward slash forum that they um they do a very, I, i'd mentioned they do a very good job in uh keeping the dean windows hall of fame alive mm. they've got a thing on there called the emil heskey hall of fame where they pre uh, they profile players um reasonably often i think maybe a week on a weekly basis mm. so get over to the footballround.com forward slash forum if you're missing the, the profile uh, c- because we're not <laughs> 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 they, oh, yeah. they are excellent on the forum and i read it a lot 
Well done, team. I read it a lot. Um, well, that's it. If you want to get in touch, then the email address is uh, show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at thefootballramble. Of course, the website where all that stuff goes on is thefootballramble.com. Yeah, before we go, I've just got to mention that, uh, obviously, we do use Absolute Radio Studios. They have got another Rock and Roll Football Live Barclays Premier League commentary match this weekend. West Ham versus Everton from 3 o'clock, Jim Proudfoot. And uh, head of the PFA, is he? Uh, Clark Carlisle is in the company. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice, Nice chap. Nice chap. So make sure you're listening for the three on uh, Absolute Radio or AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Absolutely. But I only listen to that after you've heard the ramble, eh? Damn right. Um, say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye, Pete. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye, Luke. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye, Marcus. And it's goodbye from me. championship season is over and what a season it was but the best is yet to come it's the playoffs who will make it to the premier league and who will be left heartbroken at wembley stay across it all with the second tier we're bringing you episodes after every leg and in between we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history it's real conversation with two real championship obsessives so you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs and share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search Second Tier in your podcast app and hit subscribe.